0: GSC Friday. I'm your host, Dean Sage. We're back again this week with Jackson Raddick uh, all the way on the other side of the world. Um, We're actually, we're we're videoing today, which is kind of interesting so that we can see each other. And it's like bright and sunny out there and really dark over here. I'm ready for bed. Jackson, you've actually like, what have you, you've been up, you've been to the gym. What else have you done today? I've been to the gym.
1: I went and got a quote for some Botox. I went and had breakfast. I went for a walk. I've been like, I've done my whole day already and it's only one in the
2: afternoon. I've done my entire day already and it's already almost midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Fair enough.
0: Well, we, we want to welcome you back. And obviously, like we said, we're trying to get you in every other week here if we can. Um, Okay, well, I clear my throat here and make lots of noise on the microphone. That's excellent. Speaking of microphones, we were both lamenting about how our microphones are persnickety. What was yours doing? Like, you, if, you, if you touch it the wrong way, it, like, goes home and doesn't call you for a week? If I, well, yeah, if I touch mine the
1: wrong way, it just disconnects and won't actually record anything. Or if I, like, bump it, the mic jack, like, slips away and all the sound stops again. And then when I try to, like, reconnect it to my MacBook, it just doesn't recognize the microphone.
0: Excellent. And we both had our, our computers have their, their batteries just give out on us. Like, I was at Starbucks um, today because Brendan was working. And uh, I, was try- I was trying to work, you know, on a screenplay. And it, like, flashed up red at 50%. And I was like, what? <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, left, I made the mistake of leaving mine plugged in for, like, a week. Mm. And uh, took it off charge. And it just turned off. Yeah. And now I have to have it plugged in everywhere I go.
0: Now, now Brendan, you actually have a really nice, pristine MacBook Pro that you pretty much keep free of everything, including porn, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) We were working the other day and um, it was so funny because... I was like, oh my God, there's a pop-up. Well, I mean, obviously, I think, Jackson, you and I are kind of used to pop-ups just happening everywhere. So it's like, it's not a big deal. It was flirt for free. I mean, it wasn't even like... I was like, why... Kink.com or something. Yeah, it was straight. I was like, "Why is straight flirt for free?" Why is straight like? Why do like? They know what we're watching, don't they? Oh, they don't care. They just want to get a click. Oh, that's true. And actually, uh, as was pointed out in a Cosmo article about cocky boys, and a whole bunch of other articles that followed it, um, if you didn't know already, women watch gay porn. Oh, I'm
1: I'm well aware. Lesbians watch gay American, porn. Most of my American followers are actually female.
0: Oh, and you have to help me out here because I was having a, a debate because I'm writing the screenplay um, about women who watch gay porn and uh, the, uh, the the women that you know, they're professionals, right? I mean, among, among them, there are professionals, corporate levels, like it's the whole range, the whole spectrum.
1: Well, like when I was in New York working with Cocky Boys at Pride, a lot of the women actually came to the events that we had and they were like middle-aged moms that were like lawyers, doctors. Like people who worked in supermarkets and in retailing, it was like literally a mixture of everyone. Yeah. They were all like middle aged women.
2: So I didn't realize that women watched gay porn until like a few years ago when I went to a cocky boys Halloween party uh, with Liam, uh, Liam Riley. I touched the thing again. I'm going to keep that in there. He keeps touching the thing. My headphones keep coming undone. (laughs) Coming. Okay. You know what? You can stop. Anyway. But yeah. And then there was just all these women and I had to ask like, what is happening here? So
0: you you had no idea and then you kind of walked into a room and there was just... It was like maybe
2: 20% guys and like 80% women. And I was like... The fuck?
0: That was the grabbies last year from everything that I heard. Just wall-to-wall, uh, like, the fan, all the fangirls got together, like, bought blocks of tickets, bought all the best tables, apparently, and actually made the well, studio that, that, sit in the back or something.
1: That, that happened at um, the Prowler Awards in London. Oh, like, okay. Like, armies, armies of women came, and, like, we were, like, there was, like, a little red carpet thing out the front for us, and then we all, like, were all ushered inside, and then we had to stay... While they opened the event, and then we could go off and do our own thing, and then just come back when our category was being being announced. And like, I went outside and like just to go for a cigarette, and was like bombarded for like twenty minutes by all these like middle aged women. But it was fantastic.
0: So yes, it, it it should not be news to most everybody that has any clue about porn. You know, obviously Angel Brendan is un, untainted by such things. Well, no, I was. Now I'm not. Oh, did the podcast convert you? Was it, did, no. did we drag you down into the depths? Well, obviously I've
2: known for a couple of years now about the women thing. I just told the story. <laughs> well, yeah, you did go to a cocky boys party,
0: but you could have like, you could have just liked their pictures, you know? Okay. Just liked their <laughs> pictures? He's giving me the best look right now. Um, but we, you know, as much as as we would like to talk about this subject, I I think it has been kind of talked a lot about on the podcast and other places. So if it is news to you, I'm sorry it's news to you, but you now have proof from several angles that women of all stripes enjoy the gay porns and, uh, that's good. We like that. We love that. It's a, it's a wonderful addition to the community. Um, what is not a wonderful addition to the community is what was happening this week in America, which is the state of Utah, our, our wonderful state of Utah, um, They are are, are trying to pass, have passed. I I, I didn't quite follow it all the way through. But apparently they want to install mobile blockers on phones for porn. And go ahead. I was going to say, does that include state officials? (laughs) You know, actually Pornhub released a lot of statistics about like where the different traffic is coming from, including Vatican City. Yes, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was lovely. I figure that's better though than them actually doing other things, which are, yeah, but we don't have to get into that. But, um, the first question, uh, what does that even mean? Like, like, I, do you, I mean, can you imagine going to like Samsung or Apple and saying, okay, if you want to sell an iPhone or a galaxy in our state, you need to install a mobile blocker? Like, and then what, how do you, how do you even do that? I mean, we can't even like keep, uh, people from pirating porn regularly how are we going to block them from seeing it entirely i mean i think the uk government's even tried this and failed a couple times jackson i mean what what's what's just your initial sort of opinion of this i just think it's like it is the most stupid thing
1: ever because there are so many platforms that you can show pornographic material on like are they blocking specific websites are they blocking and how would you even
0: keep up with it
1: And, like, like even now, like, on Instagram, for example, like, Instagram has a no no, no nudity policy. Which appears to be very liberal, though. (laughs) Yeah, well, it is extremely liberal, but you can still find porn content on Instagram if you know what to look for. Like, there are keyword searches that will bring up pornographic, like, Instagram accounts.
0: Brendan, I mean, what do you... why? I mean, I guess that's kind of like like what do you what are they trying to accomplish? I don't know. They're
2: trying to keep America prudish, even though America really isn't prudish.
0: I think this might be the same guy. I'm not sure who was all championing the study that porn was like a mental illness. So, no, no, no. Sorry, not a mental. Illness, a public health risk. Porn. Jackson. Apparently, you are the, the same level as like a communicable virus that you catch in an airport.
1: Well, I don't. Well, actually, it, this is a really interesting fact: is that porn culture actually dictates a lot of like um, standards and the way people practice sex within their personal lives. Because, like, if you look at like back in the seventies, everyone was really hairy and mm-hmm. like always had safe sex. And now you look at it, that everyone's cleanly shaven and manscaped, and there's a higher practice of unprotected sex because they do it in porn. Wait, wait, Which wait! It's completely different to realize. You're, like like,
0: you're saying that our media actually affects us. That 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 porn absolutely. companies might have a responsibility for what they put out.
1: They do 100. Oh, like my like my biggest thing was is like I hated when I worked with staxis. I hated doing schoolboy stuff because for me that kind of pushes the idea of pedophilia and like being like having older men attracted to people that are still in school. Like that's how it felt for me. Like if you look at it from that perspective,
0: yeah, I mean that's that's actually a really good point Brendan like um, when you were first apparently last week getting into porn, like did you feel like uh the things that you were seeing sort of affected how you viewed like your own sexuality or your own sexual practices? did like it have any sort of feedback loop about what you maybe expected even maybe before you even started like kind of getting into sex um I guess so
2: Uh, I mean I haven't really even like tried most of the
0: stuff that I've seen in Mm -hmm. but you've talked about how it's made you interested in trying it what you see so in some ways like you are getting for lack of a better word education sexual education from what you're watching yeah Jackson for you was it the same way before you got into porn or did you kind of come in as one of the vanillas and then you know go the whole gamut from there
1: well, like I, like I started when I was 18, but I'd already been having sex for two years. So like I was not like super vanilla. I was like more like a salted caramel and like a, like a little bit different. And I kind of had things that I liked and things that I liked to do a lot and things that I didn't. So I kind of had discovered myself a little bit more. But having done porn and watching more of it, kind of was like, oh, that's cool. I want to try to do that in my personal life.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: For me, it did influence my sex life a little bit because I had picked up things that I didn't know that people did and that I really liked.
0: Well, I have to take a second uh, before we transition to our next topic to point out that one of the things that I'm actually involved with, which is called Anteros Media, A-N-T-E-R-O-S media.com, um, is something started by Devin Hunter, who's been on the podcast before and is a, my, one of my best friends. Um, he His entire premise, the whole reason that he shot what he shot, he shot about 70 scenes a few years ago with a whole bunch of guys of all races, all sizes, all types, and um, And one of the things that he was saying vehemently at the time and everyone was just like, ah, was that the media that we make actually affects things um, and that it's important for us to actually take responsibility for what we make. And so, for instance, one of the things that he has me do as his editor is make sure that I show them putting the condom on. I show them, you know, using the lube. I show them doing the normal sex things, even though it might slow down the scene just a little bit. Um, because he wants to promote the idea that safe sex can actually be sexy and fun. Um, So we have to give a little little shout out here. He was way ahead of this curve, but there's a lot of other people that are kind of getting on board with this, and there are some companies that refuse to do bareback and et cetera. But, 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 I do have to say that if you call yourself a safe sex site and have all the condoms, but then you're doing facials and swallowing cum and all these other things, you might want to just kind of check your definitions a little bit just a little bit because um, that's, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Brendan's it's like, not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brendan's Brendan's like, like leaning away from me like my breath smells or something. What's up? Nope. Oh, <laughs> I was just listening. <laughs> He's just chilling and grooving here. Um, okay, but we actually have another really fun topic, which um, is something that we have not talked about on the podcast before, which kind of surprises me because I feel like, at this point, after three and a half years, I would have talked about everything. No, not, not, not the case. Uh, circumcised or uncircumcised? And there's like a whole th- lot of things we can talk about, but Brendan's face just lit up. So, Brendan, what oh, no. are you thinking? See, the funny thing is, I guess because of the
2: area that I grew up in, literally no one that I've been with has been uncircumcised. Not a single one. Not a single one. Like, and I don't know how that exactly happened. Well, I know the
0: percentages are pretty high in America.
2: Yeah, and it almost seems like if you were born, I seem to date mostly, like, Roman Catholic, like, like, bred people. And it seems like if they were brought up that way.
0: Keeping it in the faith. They were, thing. yeah, they were circumcised. So It makes, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Now, Jackson, um, you have told your story a few times, but just kind of in case someone hasn't heard it yet, give us, like, a real brief um, your journey from circumcised to uncircumcised and all that. Well, my mother's side of the family is Jewish.
1: So it's a traditional thing on your eighth day to have a Brit, which is a circumcision. Um, it's kind of like your admittance into the faith.
2: And it's like a party with a whole bunch of people and a a screaming baby. I saw that on the nanny.
1: Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) it's like a big party
2: and, um, like I, I, when
1: I was younger, I didn't really care about it cause I didn't really notice. And as I got older and moved to Australia, um, I noticed that like a lot of my friends were not circumcised and I like, I knew what it was, but I didn't think anything of it because the people that I was around when I lived in Norway were also Jewish. So I didn't see any uncircumcised boys.
0: Okay. So you had, you had, you were kind of in a smaller, more Jewish community. And then when you got to Australia, sort of eyes got open and you saw different things because outside of certain countries, especially, and I don't have all the statistics, but the U S is obviously a high one. Um, circumcision is not common, uh, in a lot Mm. of the world.
1: Well, like Australia, for example, in 1994, which is the year that I was born, uh, was the year that the Australian government actually banned circumcision in all public hospitals, um, so like a lot of people my age, the circumcision pre 1994 in Australia was about, um, I think it was like 65 to 75% of boys were circumcised. So it was quite high. Mm-hmm. And then after 1994, it dropped down to 30%. So it literally killed circumcision in Australia, which for me, for me i think is an amazing thing because it's an unnecessary procedure nowadays unless Well it's we're going to
0: we're going to get to that in a second um, cuz it is mm-hmm. it is a really interesting kind of topic and it's very divisive but i want to back up a second because i think that there's also this sort of thing where it's like if it's not if it's uncommon then people then you know guys just, uh, you know are, are like oh it's weird i don't like it but if it is common like it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. With uncircumcised. So let's talk to Brendan real quick because Brendan's, <laughs> Brendan's experience has been from the uncircumcised chain. Like first of all, like when you see it like in porn, since you haven't really had it, you know, in your mouth yet. But when you see it in porn, like what's your sort of initial gut reaction to it? What do you sort of think and feel right away? I mean, it doesn't really bother me,
2: um, even with uncircumcised or circumcised. It depends on what the dick looks like as a whole,
0: so not just about taking the like, whole thing in quite literally. Yes. Okay,
2: um, it could be uncircumcised and a beautiful dick, or circumcised
0: and beautiful dick, or the very opposite. It's really funny. I photographed one of my models. Um, we were just doing artistic nudes, and he is uncircumcised. He comes. Uh, he's, he's a Russian uh, adopted child, and um, I, I mean to on- be honest, I barely even noticed it as we were doing the pictures because I'm looking like you said at the whole. Thing. And um, it was really funny because I sent the pics out to a couple of people because I was doing some different edits, and uh, the first response I got back from like almost half the people was, "Oh my god, he's he's uncircumcised, ew!" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like there's this entirely beautiful creature in front of you, and you're like zeroing in on like this literally probably like a half an inch square of the photo. Um, so that was interesting, and I have to throw in my own so. I'm a little bit older than the two of you. Um, and when I was having sex ed, they actually taught us that uncircumcised boys were dirty and had more health problems and would, you know, it just that that it was this really dirty thing for them to have. So when I see it, my first gut reaction, and it's completely irrational, it's just because of where I was brought up, is and I have what that, you were taught. Yeah, I have that initial like that's actually Oh, that, it's dirty. That's actually one of the things that I was taught. You were well. taught that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if we'll that's see, like, in, an American thing, like, or do you in, do you know if that it happens other places? Definitely an American thing.
1: Like a lot of the like sex ed diagrams that you guys have, it will show a circumcised penis as the diagram. Oh yeah, like and the metaphors to, everywhere. On the, yeah, in Australia, it's actually a it's actually a publishing offence to publish an inaccurate anatomical picture of a penis. All, Interesting. All anatomy pictures of a penis in Australia all uncircumcised.
0: Very interesting, so it really it really does depend now you've gone you went through the transition, so you were circumcised at birth, but then you went and have had your foreskin restored. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have sex before and after?
1: Yep, I sure did. What was the and, difference uh, if any like for me personally, because like there's different ways to circumcise and in America, generally, they're low and tight circumcisions, so there's not a lot of like skin to move around mm. Mm-hmm. In Norway, um, I had a traditional Jewish circumcision, so they're, like, high and loose. So I had a little bit of skin left over, but I definitely still looked circumcised. Um, So, like, it was all... Like, it was fine. Like, I thought it was fine when I was circumcised, but I, like, noticed that, like, I had to use lube still um, to, like, masturbate and, like, oral sex. Like, that to use a lot more saliva and, like, it was just... It was just a little bit more work. It was a drier experience, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, it was it was it was a drier experience. And um it wasn't quite as sensitive, like the head of the penis. Well, like exposed was, yeah, like, exposed like, skin
0: becomes like, less sensitive over time.
1: It it calluses. Right. Um, but once I because I've been restoring for like almost four years now, like I'm done. Um I have the coverage that I want. Um but the difference now is that because the head of my penis is constantly covered. The skin um, decaluses I don't know how, to, like, if that's an actual word, but it becomes. I know what you mean. Yeah, because the
0: skin rejuvenates yeah. every so often, so you actually got fresh, sensitive skin back.
1: Yeah. So the scent, like, I kid you. Like, here's a little test for everyone at home to do. So I want you to put your hand on a table with the palm of your hand facing down. So you guys do it. We're doing it now. And stroke the back of your hand with your index finger and that's the feeling of a circumcised penis this is just like a comparative difference mm-hmm. now flip your hand over and do the same thing in the palm of your hand
0: okay okay definitely that percentage difference and you're talking also sensation wise because obviously that yeah. it's much more sensitive to the palm of your hand
1: well because it has fine touch nerve endings the same as what
0: um, the head of the penis does the natural,
1: right the same as a natural penis does
0: Brendan,
2: so, you were going to yeah. say something. You oh, had a thought. Well, I don't think that I got the same circumcision that most Americans get then. Because I didn't get, like, so you, a tight, like... I still have like some... Like, I have, I have yeah, the full circumcision. I have
0: some extra skin that can still be moved when hard. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It depends on, like, my... I have I have zero hard... Like, zero skin to move when I'm hard. It's, like, complete. And the, the edge of my head is very, like... Robustly defined, and you can actually see, like, about half an inch away from the head, you can see the the scar, quote unquote, of the circumcision. Yeah. What's like,
1: uh, like that? That in like in like um, time frames, that was very common, and the procedure has changed over time to become less invasive, but it's still an invasive procedure. Like Brandon sounds like he has like a semi like semi similar. Like procedure to me, like where it's high and loose so you have some leftover skin to move around.
0: yeah, like even when you're soft, Brendan, you have like a, a, the little bit a little bit of the look like it's not it's not completely barren, so to speak. I guess I've never actually really thought about it. I it's like
1: it, it is it, it is like it, it takes a really long time to do, and you really need to kind of be dedicated to restoring a foreskin, but like once it's done it's done like it doesn't go away so like I think that everyone who was interested in doing it like it like it is like I testify to you now that it like it is so much more sensitive the sensation you get from it like I was also self-conscious of the aesthetic of it because I didn't like the way it looked on me and that everyone around me was uncircumcised so now that I aesthetically look uncircumcised it's like a confidence booster as well
0: well this is this is I think the final point and it's not something that we're going to answer you know at at the drop of a hat but I just was going to think we can go around the horn Um, because in certain places and Australia is one of them it's viewed as genital mutilation and that's a very harsh word to use because there are some very extreme examples especially when it comes to female bodies um, in the world and obviously I don't like to like run comparisons between things. I think, obviously, any kind of mutilation is bad. Um, but it, there are some people that really do think that it is genital mutilation and should be stopped all over. Um, Jackson, I'm assuming that that's sort of the side you come down on, but do you would you call it mutilation or would you just call it unfortunate? My personal
1: opinion on it is that female circumcision and male circumcision are exactly the same thing. You are depriving a person of their natural genitalia and causing scarring and de- like losing sensitivity, like all of these things, they are, they comparatively, they are so different because female circumcision is a lot more invasive. But in essence, to me, they are the same thing. Like this is a part of my body that was taken away from me. It changed my whole reproductive I anatomy.
0: Against your choice. Like it, it's not something that you uh, had yeah. done
1: as an adult. It's something that was done to you as a child. So, like, my personal, like, kind of view on it is that I really dislike neonatal circumcision, so circumcision on babies. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be stopped altogether because there are circumstances, like, in my family where it's a traditional thing. Like, I don't think that anyone should ever kind of say, oh, you know, we're banning this procedure, so your religion has to stop doing, like, a millennium-old practice.
0: So, you, you, you would be in favor of letting, like, the Jewish uh, communities like Jewish, make a Muslim choice, communities, like, but as an they, adult, they have, not as a child or not as a baby. Well, I, that
1: it would, it would still have to be as a baby because that's their religious belief. Mm. So my stance on it is that don't do it unless you have a religious reason, which is like from a somatic faith, like mm-hmm. being Muslim or Jewish, no other somatic faith has circumcision as a rite of passage.
0: Okay, okay. Brendan, obviously, you know, we don't have yeah. a comparison like Jackson does, but what do you like where do you stand on this? Do you think we should stop it? Is it mutilation? See, personally, for me, I don't really care
2: that much. I'm fine with the way that it is. Especially I couldn't imagine mine being any more sensitive than it is. Um <laughs> Um, and I'm really not that much of a hyper-sexual person in general. So I don't really care about the feeling that much.
0: But let's back up just for a second and think just societally. It is sort of an unnecessary procedure because it's It's just a procedure. tradition now. So, I mean, would you just say, let's just not, you know, like, or maybe let people have the choice like Jackson was saying? I mean, I guess let people have the choice
2: I mean, I was actually happy that my parents did it to me when I was a baby. I'd rather not get it done as... As an adult. Yeah.
1: But that, that, that's the viewpoint of most people. Is like, If you were to say to a child that can't make an informed dis, like decision, cool, they're not going to remember it. And if you were to ask them 18 years later if they were uncircumcised, hey, there's this procedure that diminishes the risk of this, 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 and this. But there's the risk of this, 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 and this. Do you want to do it?
2: They would say no. See, I actually know people that as teenagers got... Circumcised? Circumcised. Do you remember why? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Their parents said to them that as a baby, they said no, but do you want it now? And they said yes.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I I think um, my opinion is probably a little bit more, um, uh, I don't know, complicated as always, but I think that this is a holdover of the sort of Judeo-Christian worldview that permeates most of the Western cultures. And I think, It would be a good sign that we are stopping to do things just because we've done things and taking a closer look at why we're doing things because this loops all the way back to banning porn on mobile phones. Like we have this really long streak of confusing public health or public safety with old religious traditions that we just think are the way they are because that's the way we've always done them. So in my mind, I think that we should stop it. Um, as a as a practice and we should make it be something that is done as a medical necessity or as a religious choice only because when the society takes on basically a tradition that comes directly from religion in most cases it, it just leads to other slippery slope things and that's why we're having all the problems i think that we're having now is because we have still have this belief that somehow the constitution is especially in america is based on religion but it's not and you know, that our laws should be based on moral religious principles, which they shouldn't, yada, yada, yada. So that's that's kind of where I leave it. Um, but uh, we're let's just wind on down here. Jackson, uh, do you have any cool announcements or anything that you'd like to talk about? Did you, you did you go to the Prowlers? Were you involved with that this year?
1: I wasn't bloody going to the Prowlers unless <laughs> I it's going to win the freaking award.
0: <laughs> which, of course, we know ahead of time because they're bought and paid for hair flip.
1: Um No, I, I definitely am aware because look at the motherfucker who won my category.
0: I never even heard of him. <laughs> so alright. But do you I mean how's how's the how's the album work coming? I know you told me the other day that you were slaving away and nearly finished. Is it is it coming along nicely? It's in the same space as it was a fortnight ago. I've just taken a creative break. That's fine. That's fine. Those are I, important. I tried.
1: I tried to to do the thing that we discussed with Brandon, and I just couldn't do it. My brain was just like, "Ah."
0: Well, it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, we I'll we get we had our own creative break this week. We're we're working on this single, um, and uh, actually, by the time everyone hears this, we better be done with it. Uh, but we, you know, it's it's hard. The creative process is hard. I think even Britney Spears just delayed her newest release because it's not ready. You can't you can't rush creativity so no i cannot. otherwise it's shit <laughs> brendan um you have started to tease things uh on the lines yeah uh what should they look for the that we've been putting out there like what did you release this week that was new new social
2: media all the things right new headers um,
0: new abbeys, that kind yeah. of thing
2: i'll be releasing more photos on instagram from the mine photo shoot
0: and what's your instagram
2: uh, uh, Brennan john music
0: all right so if you gotta go follow the Brennan john music because we usually put out some of the sneak peeks there first so check those things yeah. out um in the next couple
2: weeks i'll probably put some more little uh snippets of the song
0: on the lines yeah okay all right lots of lots of cool stuff to look forward to jackson thank you again for coming on back and we'll we'll see you another fortnight i love that word yes Um, But from everyone here at GSC Friday, we'll say have a great weekend.